Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Week 11, Bengals at Ravens, Thursday Night Football. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use promo code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNFL, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As always, I'm Chris Dunnels, at Chris Dunnels on Twitter, joined as always by the one, the only, Jay Spence. Spence, say hello to the people. What is going on, everybody? I hope everybody's having a good week. I'm not having the greatest week as a Bills fan, but I am here, and uh, you know, Thursday's going to be fun. We can get to Thursday. Yeah, we, we, we can talk about your Bills. We can talk about my Saints some other time, and I'm sure we'll get to a little bit of it when we start talking about news across the NFL, but let's just take a moment and be thankful for a Thursday night football game that's not Kenny Pickett versus Will Levis or Bryce Young versus Tyson Badgett, that we are finally getting the kind of game that could be the NFL's Week 11 game of the week. I'm going to put that out there now. I think Thursday night's game of the Ravens and the Bengals could be the best game, the most entertaining game across the whole week of football. Man, I hope so. I mean, you you think about the the Thursday night football games that we've been able to see this year, even including the game that I went to in Buffalo, the Thursday night games just have not, they, they just haven't lived up to a prime time slot. I just feel like uh, the NFL, you know, the schedule makers really need to take another deep look at this process come next season. And hopefully that they, and same thing with the, with the international games. I just think a lot of these games that they're putting together you know, if you if if you really want to highlight the best of your of your league, don't don't send some of the games that we've seen, man. Like let's let's uh let's really improve these prime time slots and these international slots. Yeah, the the Jets or Patriots don't need to be going overseas, no, no. and uh, Sam Howell and the Commanders should not be on Thursday Night Football ever again. No, but here we are. Forget Sam Howell. We've got Lamar Jackson. We've got Joe Burrow. We've got two of the AFC's best, two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, what do you think when we head into this game? Right now, uh, as a reminder for the folks listening, uh, we always re- or we typically record this uh, Wednesday morning, pretty early in the morning, so the odds can always change, lines can change. Right now, the Ravens are, are minus four home favorites to the Bengals. So when you see that, and it's moved a little, yesterday it was minus three and a half. What are you thinking when you see those lines? Man, I'm so I'm all on it. I'm, I'm jumping on the Ravens uh, with the spread, with the money line, with everything. I, I know that um, a lot of conversation can be had right now about the Bengals. Joe Burrow is healthy, and you it you can tell. You know, he he hasn't um, played healthy this entire season. He started off with that with that calf injury, but man, he's healthy. And over the, the course of the last four games or three games he's come out and he's been lights out but 
Um, I think the Ravens just lost a game that they felt like they should have and could have won to Cleveland. And I don't think they like that. So they're going to come out on primetime and I think they're going to beat up on on the Bengals, man. It's going to be fun to watch. Well, both of these teams, I think, had uh, games last week that they were disappointed in, both in the outcome and in, frankly, the the performance of their quarterbacks. So last week, uh, Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens faced the Cleveland Browns. They lost 33-31. to 31. Uh, Lamar threw two picks, so arguably one of his worst games of the season. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, Burroughs Bengals lost 30-27 to 27 to C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. Uh, where Burrow threw two picks. So I think both of these teams are coming in, not necessarily riding momentum, but if you're looking at it as maybe a little bit of a a chip on their shoulder from the last week, trying to rebound from that and start building some momentum, I think both of them uh, have that feeling coming into this game. So I couldn't say that last week was one of the worst games of the season for Burrow just because he started 2023 playing such ass i mean really like he was a shell of his of of his former self when he was still kind of recovering from injury he's starting to look healthy now last week aside is is trending in a good direction so i'm i'm liking the Bengals to pull off the upset here uh even as minus four road dogs against the ravens i I can go with it um like i said either way i could see this game going either way i think you know the Bengals are top team in the afc i know right now you look at their record and where they sit kind of in the hunt but that's just the AFC uh, North is stacked I think I think as of right now I think most teams in that conf or in that division will qualify for the playoffs and then you got you mentioned the Texans who nobody thought would be this good and um, you know I know Deshaun Watson you know that's not yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stop right there because that's not true because I, I don't remember what week it was week two week three something in we'll have to go back and pull the receipts but I was like, you know what, Spence? You know what stats? I'm liking what I'm seeing out of C.J. Stroud. I'm liking what I see out of this Houston Texans offense. Yeah, but you didn't I think, think this Texans can be something. Be, no, come on. And Let's be honest. Both don't, of don't, you, both no. of you, were like, no, Chris, you don't know what you're talking about. And what have we seen? We have seen not just him almost run away, dude. You're rookie crazy. Of the year. He is in MVP contention right now. I wish I wish when people listen to the show, they could actually see you because the little devilish grin that you give off lets me know that you know that you're full of it. Like this guy. So, OK, I think we all do believe and we did believe that that's that Stroud was going to be good. That's not what I was referring to with this conversation. I don't think anybody uh, thought that they were going to be a good team is what I'm saying. I think people still thought that they were going to be a contention for the number one overall pick for this season. But Stroud is not letting it happen. He's playing very well. But that's okay. Go off, man. You 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 believed. I'll give it to I, you. I, I believe. I, I believe from the beginning. <laughs> so uh right now, Ravens, I mentioned them as uh home favorites. That uh the, that those odds have moved a little bit. It was minus one eighty five, it's now minus one ninety two. Uh, Bengals were plus 154 road dogs. Now that's moved to plus one sixty. So the odds have moved ever so slightly. Uh but if, if this is me, well, let me ask you, Spence. You said you like the Ravens. Do you like the Ravens with the points? Do you think they cover? Or do you just like the Ravens on the straight money line? I like the points. I think I think a four-point spread is one that I could see happen. You know, two field goals or a touchdown, I, I could see it happening for sure. Yeah, so if I wasn't as confident, I would probably take the Bengals with the points and say, you know what, they might lose, but maybe they lose by three, maybe lose by two. But... 
I'm pretty confident here. I actually think the Bengals pull this one out. So I would take the Bengals straight on the money line at plus 160, meaning a $100 bet on the Bengals would pay out 160. Uh, I'm liking those odds. We've talked about games in the past where I would say, you know, after the game's over, you could tell me any result and I could probably believe it. Right. We, we talked about that with the Saints and Jaguars. I know we talked about it with the Commanders. Uh, there have been a few games where I'm like, you know what? I don't really know the outcome here. I could see either team winning. Every game I've said that about has been one that's been a disappointing game with not great teams. This is a game where I say, you know what? I'm not really sure who can win. So even when I say I, I like Joe Burrow, I like the Bengals, I'm pretty confident they could pull off the upset. If you told me the Ravens win, sure, I believe it. If you tell me the, the Bengals win, sure, I believe it. If you tell me this is a exciting game from kickoff to the final whistle, I absolutely believe it. That's the thing I'm most confident about. That's the thing I'm most excited about. I don't think at any point in this game, one team is just running away with it. Yeah, no, and and like you mentioned, th those other games that you mentioned, I feel like we felt that way due to uh, both teams being completely terrible. Now we have that feeling because there's two good teams, two good quarterbacks, um, you know, depending on how you feel, two good coaches, you know, going head to head here. So I think that the levels of this chess match will be fun to watch as opposed to, like we mentioned earlier, the other games of this season, Thursday night football just hasn't been there. So, no, this is this is like Christmas for me, man. And I'm sure for you, you know, this is this is one of those weeks where it's it's fun and exciting to to wake up early and do this show. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, chess. Maybe we're playing chess. Maybe we're playing checkers. Maybe we're playing Mancala. I don't know. But we've got to figure out a new strategy when we're picking the first score man. of the game. Because it is... I can't say it's laughable, but it's at least predictable at this point that each week now we have been, you, me, and Stats have been predicting and betting on the first score of the game. There's only four options in any given week, right? We're never picking either team scoring a safety. So it's either a home or away field goal or touchdown. If we divide and conquer between the three of us, like we've been doing, we cover three-fourths, 75% of the available options. Damn near every single week, whatever one we didn't pick is the one that's the first score. So I caution the people before we get into this again, whatever we don't pick, that one's probably the right answer. So coming in uh, to this game, we've got Bengals touchdown at plus 290, Bengals field goal at plus 340, Ravens field goal at plus 350 and then the best odds Ravens touchdown at plus 165. So before we get started with you and me Spence we're welcoming stats onto the show stats I know you're ready I know you're prepared I know you've got it what's the first score for Thursday night? Well you mentioned our picks have been so awful in this one category all year so I'm actually going to choose the thing I think is least likely to happen because I've just been so bad that I'm trying to switch up the strategy. So I'll go Cincinnati field goal in this one for no other reason than it's the, the thing I think will not happen. So I'm picking that one. All right. So that's Bengals field goal at plus 340. Spence, what about you? What are you taking here? That's solid strategy stats. I appreciate that. I think that's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to go Ravens touchdown, man. I think um, what we've seen, even like last week, I think, I think I mentioned to you on this show last week, 
for our bet of the week that I thought Cleveland was going to win, but I thought Cleveland has the best. I think they have the best defense in the league. And Lamar Jackson came out on those first two drives and he made them look like a Pop Warner team. I think I think the Ravens scripted drives, those first couple of drives always seem to go well. And I think Lamar, with the exception of what we saw over this weekend, like I said, you mentioned he made some mistakes there, ended up losing the game. But I think he's playing at a level that's like MVP. I think he, this is probably his best season, including his MVP year so far. I think everything that we're seeing out of him is just is being incredible. Well, I guess that that leaves two options if we're trying to to spread out. So that gives Bengals touchdown at plus two ninety and Ravens field goal at plus three fifty. So I told you earlier, I like Joe Burrow. I like the Bengals offense. I like the pieces around Burrow and Cincy. So I'm going to take Bengals touchdown at plus 290. Uh, I think in, in this bet, I'm banking on Burrow and the Bengals to start with the ball first. Uh, and it's technically better odds at plus 290 than Ravens field goal. I think if the, the Ravens start with the ball, uh, just for all the reasons you said, they probably scored a touchdown on that first drive. So I don't feel comfortable with that Ravens field goal. So I'm going to go Bengals touchdown at plus 290. That means we have covered Bengals touchdown, Bengals field goal, and Ravens touchdown. The thing we did not pick is Ravens field goal. I normally, I've never done this before, but you know what? Stats, ring the bell because it's going to be Ravens field goal. Let's just get that out of the way now. Thank you. Speaking of ringing the bell for some stinkers, uh, our parlays last week, it's kind of hard to win when you start relying on things like Justin Fields to be slinging the ball around, then he doesn't play. Yeah, that's tough. But you know what? It, in our defense, we did last week, we recorded even earlier than we typically do. Um, and that was prior to the injury reports and all that stuff coming out. So I just think, I, I think last week, you got to give us one, man. I think, <laughs> I think every other week throughout the season, we've given some very good sound advice and people have been able to win. Uh, last week just didn't work out for us, man. It was rough. Yeah, it, we all had at least a Chicago Bear offensive pick in all of our, like a leg in all of our parlays. And we talked about it throughout the podcast that we anticipated Justin Fields being able to play. He was upgraded in practice uh, from not participating to limited participation. So we thought that was trending. The line was trending. Uh, so we were kind of conditioning all of our picks and parlays on fields playing that Thursday night. He didn't. So we'll just chalk that one up as a, uh, as a wash. And we start over fresh. Both of these teams, uh, the Bengals and the Ravens generally healthy coming in, which is surprising for Jamar chase after the hit that he took. Uh, but in any event, new week, new parlays, for those who haven't listened before, we usually do a series of three parlays, a kind of conservative parlay, a slightly more aggressive one, and then a crazy parlay with odds at over a thousand. So Spence, do you have a parlay that's conservative for you? And I know for conservative for you, that means it's plus 10 gazillion. No, man, I think I'm probably going to have a more conservative parlay than you this week. I think I'm going to go. Uh, not, it's not possible. I think it's there. Plus 124. Are you? Did you beat me or, or what? I'll let you go ahead and finish it out. All right. Well, I got plus 24. Joe Mixon for an anytime touchdown. Mark Andrews, 25 plus receiving yards. And Joe Burrow, 200 plus receiving yards. So you can just just over double your money. $124 uh, for every $100 you bet. 
if you if this bet hits. I'm gonna again Joe Mixon so anytime. Th- that's Burrow hits. passing yards, right? Not receiving yards. I'm sorry. It's early, folks. Y'all, y'all work with me. Joe Mixon, anytime touchdown. Mark Andrews, 25 plus receiving yards, and Joe Burrow, 200 plus passing yards. I apologize. No call. Because if that no was call. Joe Burrow receiving yards, uh, yeah, I, he, I would think that that bet probably doesn't hit. Jamar Chase gonna get at him. He gonna <laughs> that that talk about a Bengals special. 200 receiving. There you go. All right. So my conservative parlay is plus 100. So it is more conservative. Uh, it is a straight double your money scenario. So three legs. Uh, I think it's pretty conservative. So we'll see. First leg, Bengals over 14 and a half points. So they just need two touchdowns and a field goal. Uh, second leg, Ravens over 14 and a half points. So all they need is two touchdowns and a field goal. And then Joe Burrow over 250 passing yards. So that's passing, not receiving, to be very clear. Uh, even last week, I said Burrow in the Bengals' loss against the Texans, he threw for 347. He threw for 348 two weeks ago when he beat your Bills. So I think 250, the Ravens' defense is better uh, than the Bills right now and better than the Texans, but I still think he can eclipse 250. So Burrow over 250, both teams individually over 14 and a half, and that's plus 100. Yeah, I like it. I, I like both. I think um, there's a strong possibility for both to hit. So, no, I think, um, like like Chris mentioned, every week we just, at the bare minimum, want you to double your money. I think both of these bets have a very good possibility of hitting. All right, well, what about your aggressive parlay where we're looking to actually start making some money? What do you got for the people? I'm at plus 410. So we're we're jumping up a little more aggressively here. I got Lamar Jackson at 25-plus rushing yards. I'm going to go Zay Flowers under 52.5 receiving yards. And then Keaton Mitchell, undrafted rookie running back, is going to have 50-plus rushing yards. And that's going to hit for plus 410. So my aggressive parlay is plus four ninety five. Yeah, so I, beat you. I like yours. Yeah, I like yours, but I'm coming in a little more aggressive. So three legs, Justin Tucker, that's the Ravens kicker, over two and a half extra points. Joe Burrow, over half a pick. Now, he has thrown for six interceptions in 2023. Of those... He has thrown interceptions in back-to-back games twice. So he'll throw a pick, and then the very next game, he'll follow it up with another pick. Last week, he threw a pick. Actually, he threw two. So I'm saying he's going to end up having back-to-back games with an interception three times now in 2023. All he needs is one interception for that par- that leg in the parlay to hit. And then the final one, and it's part of a story that I have been most excited and, and happiest to see in 2023, and that is Odell Beckham Jr., over 26 and a half receiving yards. It has been fun slowly seeing him get reacclimated now to the NFL and get reinvolved in that Ravens offense. So Odell Beckham Jr., over 26 and a half. Those three legs hit, you're plus 495. It's crazy to me. Doesn't it seem like it's taken OBJ a long time to really recover from that injury? Uh, you know, I know he got it in the Super Bowl, but he essentially was off all last season. He didn't play. And now it seems like it's taken him halfway through the season to really start, like you mentioned, just get acclimated back to the league in a way. And is, I don't know, is it, was that would that be concerning to you? I mean, it just took a long time. 
It definitely was concerning, for sure. I, I don't know if it's because he's not the, the youngest spring chicken anymore in the NFL as far as wide receivers are concerned. I don't know if because it was you know an ankle that kind of kept him out from being in NFL conditioning and NFL shape. I don't know what it is or what it was, but regardless, he's starting to look closer to the OBJ of old. He caught a slant and took it to the house last week. So I think Lamar is starting to realize the kind of player he has in OBJ. So I'm saying over 26 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, but I like that. That, that's a good transition to my crazy parlay. So with my crazy parlay, the first leg is Odell Beckham Jr. Anytime touchdown. So I'm saying not just is he going to go over 26 and a half. I'm saying he's going to have a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. I'm going to say first half field goals over one and a half, meaning there's at least two field goals. Doesn't matter by which team kicked in the first half. And then I told you repeatedly that I think this is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game. So I'm saying no team scores three times unanswered. Those three legs hit, it is plus 1500 So a $100 bet pays out 1500 bucks. Spence, did you out crazy my crazy parlay? Uh, well, I went plus 1500 So Wow, so we're identical here. So we'll we're see. Here. Let's yeah. go. So I'm going to go Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown score. I'm going to go Joe Burrow, 300-plus passing yards. And I'm going to say it's a shootout because Lamar Jackson is also going to give you 275-plus passing yards. I think Lamar Jackson, I know a lot of times the passing stats people think aren't there and think that he can't do it. But in big moments, in big games versus other big-time quarterbacks, he shows up, man. So I'm going to this – is, this is going to be a shootout, bro. I'm, I'm excited about this game. Yeah, I, I agree. So let's let's go back then on a shootout. The Right now the over-under for the game is 46. You taking the over? Absolutely. Absolutely. Me too. Me too. I, I'm I'm smashing the over here. These are two teams with high-powered offenses, with high-powered quarterbacks, with lots of weapons around them. You got players like Mark Andrews and Jamar Chase. I think this is going to zoom past that 46. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. The thing is, again, what we've been saying all show, I think is going to be consistent. This is going to be the most fun game that we've seen yet on Thursday night football and potentially this is this could pop this could be the game of the weekend. Not you know, I get it it's Thursday prime time, but this could be the best football game that you see all weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've talked about our parlays for this game, but we also usually will have a bet of the week for the game. So we have a bet of the week across the NFL slate that we kind of hit at the end of the show. But this is a good time where we talk about our bet of the week. And obviously, I skipped over, glossed over all of our parlays. I will say, at least my bet of the week last week hit when I said Adam Thielen wouldn't have a catch over 22 yards. So I've got to take the moments where I can get them. Stats, play the bell for me. I deserve that. I I deserve that. We didn't have many wins, so I need to take them where I can. But I've got my bet of the week this week. I'm doubling down, tripling down on this Bengals offense. Bet of the week for me, Joe Burrow, over one and a half passing touchdowns. So I all he has to throw is two, two passing t- touchdowns, and it's minus 115. So that's my bet of the week for this game. Man, I think Jamar Chase is going to get both of those, man. I think it's going to be a big game for Jamar. Uh, but I like it. I like it. And, and speaking of what you're saying about last week, about how we didn't hit, man, my friend Jesse, he listens to the show every single week uh, out in Indianapolis, and he he texted me literally after 
the game and he was like dude this is so funny that none of your hits either one of you both of you suck this week and he just he he enjoyed he enjoyed knowing that none of us hit and i'm like okay thanks man i appreciate your support all love jesse but i'm gonna go with my my uh, prop bet man listen i think lamar as as much as i love him and all the stuff that i've been saying i think a lot of times he does tend to hold on to the ball just a little bit too long and i think uh on the first baltimore ravens drive they'll give up a sack and that's plus 275. so i think that they'll have a successful drive i do have them scoring um a touchdown on as the first scoring play and i think it will be their first drive but i think that they'll get one of those first or second down plays where he uh you know he's looking for obj or he's looking for somebody like mark andrews and he's just holding on to it man and they just get him yeah th- that makes me nervous uh, i can absolutely see lamar jackson getting sacked as a bet the first drive you talked about how good the ravens offense has looked on some of these scripted drives and i really think that that first drive could very well be b- the first Ravens drive, that is, they just march down the field and punch into the end zone and look absolutely flawless. So makes me a little nervous. It's one of the reasons why the the odds are so high there. Uh, plus two what? What did you say? 275? Mm-hmm. 275. Yeah, but if it hits, it, that's what makes it a big payout. Stats, come back to us. What is your bet of the week for this game? My best bet this week is pretty simple. I got to not going to lie. I feel very confident in it. I'm going Keaton Mitchell longest rush over 13 and a half yards. Maybe I'm, you know, falling right into the sucker bet, but I think he's going to break one off. He's had a run way longer than this in two straight weeks. And John Harbaugh just said he's in line for more carries. So I like all those things combining. I'll take Keaton Mitchell over 13 and a half yards for longest rush. Yeah, I like it. I like I it. Think, that, that's your boy, Spence. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, prior to us going live, we kind of talked a little bit about it, man. I think Keaton Mitchell is kind of going to be like the unsigned hero or unsung hero, I should say, uh, for the Ravens team this season. You you got J.K. Dobbins, who went out early in the season with a Achilles, I believe. And, um, you know, the Ravens typically, I feel like every year they go through these injuries with their with their offensive players. And it just it seems like the season's going to fall apart. But this year. Keaton Mitchell, out of nowhere, he he looks like he should have been drafted as opposed to being an undrafted running back here. So I like him, man. I I, I think for the year they found their guy, and I, so you can start looking forward to seeing his numbers really jump off the stat sheet when you when you watch these games. Well, we kind of talked about it before the show. Also, Gus Edwards right now is given the best odds to be an anytime touchdown score. It's like. Odds makers are just forgetting about Keaton Mitchell. I know we had a bet of the week, but if I had a bet I was going to stay away from, I get that the Ravens might still trust Gus at the goal line or, or short yardage situations, but the the uncertainty there with the rise of Keaton Mitchell, I'm staying away from any Gus Edwards bet. Yeah, and and, and the thing is, so for my player, my my bet of the week, I was actually going to take a, a Gus Edwards bet that had over a half reception so he just had to catch one reception and i believe it was like it was like plus 110 but i still i stayed away from it for the same reason i just think that keaton mitchell right now has become the guy in the backfield and i I think um you know it's going to be tough if any if you're betting on gus edwards you know good luck I, i just think it's rough Keaton Mitchell surely is not your thor award winner for the week obviously with two quarterbacks like burrow and and lamar you're picking one of them as your Thor award, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what we get from Lamar Jackson, um, if you play fantasy football, you know the reason why Lamar Jackson is near the top every year is because he's a dual threat. He has the passing and he has the rushing. And I, I don't think anything has changed this year, even with the new uh, offensive coordinator. They have some better passing. Um, you know, I think that's the improvement. But as far as him rushing and as far as him being elusive and getting out, I, I just I don't see it being an issue for him against any team. Lamar Jackson will be your Thor Award winner of the week. I don't disagree with everything you said. I, I don't disagree with the fact that Lamar Jackson is an electric quarterback. He's going to put up a ton of fantasy points. He's going to have a great game. I agree with all of that. I just am feeling it. I, I, I've said it from the beginning. I'm liking the Bengals in this game. I'm thinking that as good of a game as Lamar Jackson might have, Joe Burrows might be better. So I'm picking Joe Burrow uh, for the Thor Award. And I guess we, we've got ahead of ourselves, Spence. Stats, play the sound effect. The power of That is going to be Joe Burrow this week, not Lamar. Lamar's going to have a good game. But I, I'm looking forward to next week getting back on right before Thanksgiving, right before we're all getting ready to fill our bellies. I'm going to be filling my belly with your tears when you admit that you got this one wrong, just like you were usually historically wrong. And Joe Burrow is going to be the Thor Award winner for this week. Uh, I, I think you're a little wrong there with the historically, but go off, go off. You, you won last week only because my guy didn't play. But other than that, go ahead. Listen, okay, the semantics. doesn't matter. I won is what you said. Okay, I won last week. Did Justin Fields have more fantasy points than DJ Moore? No, he did not. That's what matters. Thank no. you. I yield he the actually, rest of my uh, time. He actually had the same amount of fantasy points as you. You know what? No one picked me to be the, the Thor Award winner either. That would have been really dumb to do so. Jeez. All right, well, Thor is a great transition each week to our Marvel MCU trivia question. So, Stats, come on back. Each week, Stats throws out a MCU Marvel trivia question. The winner from the previous week gets first crack at it on any given week. If they win, they then get an, a line selected by Stats and first crack at that bet. Last week, Spence, you got talked out of it. You let Stats get in your head, and he talked you into taking the sucker bet that there was going to be no touchdown scored in the game. So that means we both lost, but two weeks ago I won. That's all that matters. Remember, I'm still a winner. I'm still the winner here. You're still the loser. So I still get first crack at it this week. Stats, hit me with a question. All right. My, one of my all-time favorite Marvel Cinematic movies is Captain America Civil War. This is kind of complicated, but I have faith. Who is on Iron Man's team in Captain America Civil War? So I, we have to go over everybody? Yes. Oh, and it's man. a complete... Oh, okay, goodness. See, that, that's one of the, the downfalls of going first because that means everyone that I say, Spence at least has the chance to... Well, I to can tell you, I'm going to take an L on this one. So you, your shot is the best shot. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Uh, we've got uh, the other black guy. That's uh, Don Cheadle, a war machine. We've got Spider-Man, if we're going to call that. Yep. Uh, we have Black Widow, kind of. Like yes. she starts there and then kind of switches at the end. Uh, we've got uh, Black Panther. Yes. And one more. And one more. Let's see. Vision, maybe? That's all I got. Vision is correct. Well nice. played, sir. 
You got all of them? Whoop, whoop. That's all of them. Good stuff, Chris. Good stuff. All right. So we know that the Ravens blew a big lead against Cleveland last week. So the bet this week, largest lead of the game by anybody, over or under 14 and a half points. The over is minus 110. The under is minus 125. I will take the under. Largest lead of the game under 14 and a half points for you. Yeah, I'll take the under there. I, I said I think this game is going to be a good game, and I think it's going to be close. I'll take the over there. I could see it being one of those games where, you know, kind of opposite of what happened for the Ravens last week. Like, it could start off hot for the, the Bengals, and then the Ravens make a comeback, or vice versa. I could see the Ravens getting up, and then Joe Burrow doing the Joe Cool thing and, and bringing his team back and making it, making it interesting in the fourth quarter. Um, So, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I could really see this game being any way, like, it could be a very close contested game. It could be a blowout. It could be. So, yeah, I'll go with it. Stats, you already left. Don't don't leave. Baby, come back. Let's talk about our bet of the week across the NFL because I want to save mine for, for last just because it'll make my heart so happy to do it to Spence. But, Stats, do you have a bet of the week across the Week 11 NFL slate? Absolutely. It's not a massive, crazy bet, but I think it's one that I feel incredibly confident in. I'm going to go to that Lions-Bears matchup. I'm going to take Detroit over three and a half total team touchdowns. It's plus 100, and I just think that the Bears are terrible. And the one, I shouldn't say the one thing, we know the Lions can score. They're going to score on anybody. They can score on good defenses. The Bears are trash. So give me the Lions over three and a half total team touchdowns. Spence, what about you? I'm actually going to go uh, this week. I'm going to take Philly with the money line over KC. I think um, KC's good. Obviously, they're, they're still probably the best team in the AFC. But I just don't think that their offense has given us this season what we've expected from them from a Patrick Mahomes-led offense. And I think Philly hasn't quite figured it out either the way that they typically would like last season. But I just think that the weapons they have on offense – I think this game is going to be. I don't. I don't even know why you give. You're giving money for this. It's a plus one twenty. Well, my bet of the week. It, he hasn't let me down yet. It is that man, that bad man, that dude, that guy. Your best friend forever. Your your lover boy, Baker Mayfield Spence. I'm taking the Buccaneers. They're having to give up eleven and a half points to the 49ers. And I get the 49ers are good. I get they have a good defense. I get Christian McCaffrey still there, but I'm trusting Baker Mayfield to keep that one a little closer. So I like Baker Mayfield. I like what he's done in Tampa. I know you're a huge Baker fan. Man, I can't wait for next week. I can't wait. Can't wait to see Baker Mayfield uh, maybe even shock the world and stick it to the 49ers. Bum-ass Baker. As Stats just comes in just to (laughs) shake his head. It's going to happen, Stats. You get ready for it. All right. Before we sign off across the NFL, we just had some uh, breaking news come in. Deshaun Watson, season-ending surgery on his throwing shoulder. Mm-hmm. That that just came in moments ago. So, holy cow. Spence, what are you thinking when you hear that news? I think it's rough because um, everything that I saw from, from – like last week, I don't know if you all remember, but I actually picked uh, the Browns to beat the Ravens last week for my uh, bet of the week. And it happened. And part of that 
it obviously was the Browns defense, but part of that was also me saying Deshaun Watson is starting to, to look like a quarterback again. And that can be scary for the AFC. If, if Deshaun Watson's out, yeah, that defense is still, is still fantastic. But um, I do question what they, what that offense can really do now without him in the lineup. Yeah. And the Browns went all in Uh, stats shared some numbers for us. Watson's cap hit the next three years is basically $64 million each of the next three years. So they, they gave up multiple first round picks. They gave Deshaun all this guaranteed money. He's got a massive cap hit uh, where he is unreleasable. Uh, It is tough time right now for the bears. That's insane. Oh, and, and stats just reminded us too, that uh, the Browns backup to start training camp was Josh Dobbs. Uh, what are they calling him now? The pastronaut? Uh, who just I love Dobbs, man. Uh, who just came uh, and beat the my Saints last week? So it's going to be tough. I, I don't know what the Browns are going to do at quarterback. They definitely have a shot to win their division still, even with teams like the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, but that was PJ Walker, sure, yeah. P, uh, Stats saying PJ Walker's there. Okay, well, I, no, I get well, it. I think I think what he's saying is that's who the quarterback is now. You're saying they still have a shot. I don't think they have a shot at the division anymore. I know right now that they're sitting at the top of it, but no, man. I, I'm I'm at this point that even with the defense being so good, I don't think that they have much of a shot at anything anymore. Yeah. So the problem is, is had this happened right before the trade deadline, there might have been some options. Yeah, but. I'm not sure PJ Walker's the answer. I'm not sure there is an answer out there. Maybe another, um, maybe they can try to talk someone like, maybe not Matt Ryan, but that kind of idea of a Matt Ryan, a Phillip Rivers uh, to come out and make a last minute run. That's kind of what I meant by, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback because I don't think PJ Walker's the answer if yeah. they want to try to contend to the AFC. Phillip Rivers, uh, I think would be interesting, but I just, I, I think his arm is shot. When we saw him last with the Colts, man, he couldn't even, you know, he couldn't even get the ball 20 yards down the field. Yeah, so, so maybe not. I, I don't know. Maybe they roll with Walker and, and just hope for the best. Uh, other across the NFL news, your Bills uh, have decided to make some changes, Spence. Yeah, uh, Buffalo Bills uh, on Tuesday, they let go of offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey after an embarrassing loss on Monday Night Football to the Denver Broncos where the offense struggled to score. We didn't score in the first quarter. We couldn't – I mean – it. We just couldn't score, and we've had issues over the course of the last five games where the Buffalo Bills couldn't really score in the first three quarters of each of those games. And when you have a unicorn at quarterback and you have a beast of a man at wide receiver and Stephon Diggs, you gotta, you have to perform better. So unfortunately for uh, Ken Dorsey, he's on his way out. And Joe Brady, the former offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, has taken that role for the interim, you know, for the moment, and we'll see. We will see. I like Brady. Uh, Joe Brady has some Saints, New Orleans ties, so I, I've liked him. I think he's going to do well with a quarterback like Josh Allen and that offense. Um, hopefully he can make Stefan Diggs a little happier. Uh, we'll see. But anything else across the NFL that we're missing, Spence? No, I think those are right now. Those are the, the two you know, big headlines, I think, for the, this part of the week. So. This this Watson one is, is major for that division, though. It's major. And that, that makes this Thursday night game all the more interesting to, to see what happens. So here's to a good night of football and hopefully a good week of football. And uh, hopefully another good week of me beating you to rub in your face again next week. 
Well, we'll see. Jesse will have fun with it. Shout out to Jesse. All right. Shout out to Jesse. Stats, hit us with the outro and take us home. Mm -hmm.